Welcome to track number 14 of The Privilege. If I'm not sure, I say, hey, I should choose for Then later you come and curse me. Your mouth. Sometimes you see your children. You, 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 if you have a daughter, you give birth, your daughter is not getting married. Will you not always be concerned about that? So why don't you take the children as the, the members as your own children and care for them and love them? That is how that is that is that is that is that is what it means to be a shepherd. That's why Jesus asked, Do you love me? Do you love me? If you love me, look after my sheep for me. Care for them, do everything for them. That is what it means to be a shepherd. I'm telling you. For me, there is nothing I will not do for my sheep. I love sheep so much. So much. That I think my greatest heartache is to see pastors who don't really love the sheep. Sometimes I can't do anything about it. Because I have to do some other work. But the people that I love. Many, many people, you see. (coughs) Kenneth Hagin. When he died, people came to him. People came and they testified. They said, when I came to work for Kenneth and I came to work with Kenneth I didn't learn faith. Although he's the great teacher of faith. When I came there, what I learned was love. And if you are a shepherd, when people come near you, they won't learn any scriptures. They will learn love. They will, they will feel love. Yeah, love is what binds people. It's what we call shepherdorial cement. It cements people in the work, in the house. Hey! So that people cannot get jobs. You have to call your... Look, you see your member. He has gone to school. He's done masters in, uh, 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 masters in foolishness. And he wants a job. <laughs> It is not getting a job. Oh, and you know somebody who is a human resource officer. You have to, yes. You call and say, "Look, my one of my people have got a master's in foolishness. If you can please employ the person to do any foolish job there." What do you think? Do you love the people? You will love them. You will care for them. If you love the Lord, you will love the sheep. You will love the people that He loves. Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? The bigger your way making ministry, the bigger your congregation that's following you. I tell you, the bigger your way making ministry, the bigger your congregation. That's why I say when I told you the stethoscope is the past the doctors. The shepherd is the the, the rod is the pastor's stethoscope. With it, he does a number of things. Amen? Amen. When you are making a way, Amen, you make a way for sinners. To come into to stay in the church. And for people to say sorry. And for people to still be around. 
you know one of the things that drives people away? Shame. Sometimes they are ashamed. Sometimes they feel sorry. But you have to be gracious. So that they don't feel embarrassed. Don't let people feel embarrassed. Don't let people apologize too much. Sorry, sorry, kneeling down. Don't let people be embarrassed. Do you want somebody to embarrass you? Don't let people be embarrassed. Let people be elevated. So the person is trying to say, help them. Just so maybe he's backslidden and you see, oh, doesn't matter. Most and all everybody backslidden, they've all come. So just come. It's all right, Christ. Oh, but I drink, so it doesn't matter. You it's okay. A lot of people drink. You come gradually. The drinking will be okay. Amen. Amen. Can you make a way? Number three. Territory making. Taking territories is the next job. Exodus chapter 17 verse 9. Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out men. And go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. You see Moses was using his rod. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he laid down his hand, Amalek prevailed. Amen. Are you there? Now. Every shepherd must always be advancing. Your church must always be growing because it is always decreasing. Every church always, people are going, people are leaving the church always. So if you get a church which stays at the same number, it means the number of people who left is equal to the number of people who came. That's why it's the same attendance. So a pastor, if you are serious... You have to be like Moses who stretched out his rod to take a new territory to fight against Amalek. And pastors, shepherds, I'm telling you your work. So when I give you your... Come. The first time I gave you the rod, what were you supposed to do with it? Supposed to rule. The second time I gave you the rod, what were you supposed to do? Supposed to make a way. The third time I gave you the rod, what are you supposed to do? Take territory supposed to take territories so the first time i gave you the sense i was supposed to listen to the lungs the second time i gave you i was expecting you to listen to the heart sounds the third time i gave you the rod, i was expecting you to listen to the intestinal sounds from the stomach <laughs> so you see now god is giving you the rod again take new territories that's why we are always trying to expand into new areas. Kenya, Nairobi. Do they allow signboards in Nairobi? When I was driving to Nairobi, I didn't see lighthouse signboard there. I saw one by the church. But is it allowed to have signboards? I want to see signboards from the north to the south, to the east, to the west, in the whole. More than 100 churches in only Nairobi. 
You don't seem to be uh, uh, excited about that. Because in Accra, we have more than 100 churches in Accra. We are here as the Kodesh. Here is another church just here. <laughs> Sit down. Here is the church. Look at another one there. Church at your door in your language. Church at your door in your language. And that's what I'm planning for Lagos. I'm now on a Lagos mission. I called my Lagos pastor. I said, come. We are going to take Lagos from here to here to here to here. You wait and see. As for Nigeria, it's really in my heart. I tell you, I have something in me that that place will bow to the gospel. The church will be there and it will work. Hallelujah. Are you listening? Here is a church. Here is another church. Here is a church. Here is another church. We are taking territories. You stay down and clap for yourself. We are joking. This is the problem with Ghana Black Stars. Anytime Ghana Black Stars are playing World Cup or Africa, I don't want them to score first. As soon as we score one, it becomes 2-1 against us. Because when, you, when they score one, they seem to relax. They don't, I don't know what is wrong with the, the guys. And they will pressurize us to the last moment. We cannot even watch the match out of tension and pressure. There's too much tension in the country when we are playing a match. Is it, is it right? There's too much. When you come to a crime, they are playing this match. There's no car on the road. The whole place is flat. Then you hear, ah! then it, it means they didn't score. When you hear, ah! Then they score. You don't have to watch. You know the scores by the shouting. Because you have scored one nail in Nairobi. You are now relaxing. And then the enemy is now attacking. Every day attacking. Most of our missions we have scored one nil. And now you are playing relaxation. Black star style. Huh? Train pastors. Stretch out your rod. You are using your rod only for way making and for, uh, what was the first one? Ruling. When the territory taking is also there. I've given you stethoscope. You only use it for the lungs. Meanwhile, you are supposed to listen to the heart to see whether. That's why I'm. And that way you have to hear different places. When you listen over here, you hear. Sometimes you over here, you hear. Everything is normal. But when you put it here, you hear. Hey, because at this place, something is open there. When it's pumping, then the blood is coming back. Hey! You are only using to listen to stomach because you like food. You are only listening to the stomach. You are joking. So, when I give you your rod and you are, you are made a shepherd in the church, 
You are supposed to take new territory. Start a new ministry. Start, a, a, what do you say, welcome? Karibu? Car- do you have Karibu ministry already? Karibu ministry. Karibu brothers. Soul to soul ministry. Do you have soul to soul? Do you have uh, heart to heart ministry? Do you have person to person ministry? Do you have door to door ministry? 20% of your life is gone. You don't have a, a door, to, door to door ministry? Person to person ministry? You don't have tract ministry? Do you have, do you have bus ministry? Do you have bus preaching ministry? Do you have a, a roadside crusade evangelism ministry? Do you have mass evangelism ministry? MEM? Do you have megaphone ministry? Do you have dumb broadcast ministry? Then why are you praising yourselves? Hey. Do you have a reggae choir? Do you have a reggae choir? Do you have tulips choir? Roses choir? If I don't have tulips. Do you have daffodils? Do you have a bouquet? There's still one nail. And they are pressing you. So you have to rise up. From one corner of Nairobi to the other corner, to this corner, to this corner. Same thing for Lagos. Same thing for my. Somebody came to Ghana and he told, he said, there are three things in Ghana. Number one, people. Number two, mosque. And number three, lighthouse. He said when he went from the north or south of Ghana to the north, he saw three things. Number one, people. Number two, mosques. And number three, lighthouse chapel. From the north to the south, a visit came. These are the three things I saw in Ghana. Yeah. You will be happy when you go to, you see the signboards and the buildings. Oh. I want to see the same thing here. And in Zambia, Zimbabwe, from north to south, we won't leave any ground for anybody. The devil thinks we will be tired soon. Unless he can kill us. Unless we are dead. If we are not dead yet, you should better be find a prayer to pray. He will be tired before we are tired. I say the devil will be tired before we are tired. Are you tired? I said, are you tired? A young person like you, how can you be tired? Territory taking ministry. So when I give you your rod, start using it well. How many are going to use your rod well? As a shepherd. Like a shepherd. Amen. Like a father feeds his children, like a shepherd leads his flock, the Lord will always guide us and show us where to walk. And in times when we have plenty, in times when we have none, he's our provider and his mercy never stops. 
your rod one of the duties is comforting people amen. amen don't worry about that insects go in from time to time then they just dissolve vaporize that's the future of orangus thy rod and thy staff they comfort me you are supposed to use the rod to comfort the sheep it's okay it's okay it's okay amen, amen. a good shepherd Okay. You feel comforted? Feel comforted? Very comforted. You need to comfort the sheep. It's okay. It's okay. Don't cry. Amen. Do you understand? One day I saw a certain um, elderly lady. And I didn't know why she was a member of the church that she was in. You see. Because she was a staunch, faithful member of that church. And she was not leaving the church. Okay? All right. But one day somebody told me something. The daughter of the person told me. Many years ago. When my mother was in a particular job. A big crisis came. 
And at that time, she was a very important person. This man, the pastor, has so many crises and problems himself. You wonder why the people have not left. But all these people are still in the church with him. Then she told me, when my mother went into the crisis, this man came to the house. There was an announcement. It was a big thing. He came, took her. Drove around the whole city. Talking to her. Encouraging her. Praying with her. Throughout the crisis. When this happened. Then she did. So I got the background. Then you, I understood. How come this person is staying with this crisis lady in pastor? One day. I went to a certain uh, pastor's birthday party. He has a big church. But he has also had so many troubles. Then... It, it was time for speeches. Then people started to speak. One guy came and said, Yeah, you know, I was in the he has a way of I was in the cooler. That is he was in prison. A big man in Accra. I was in the cooler. My pastor sent this pastor came. And he mentioned this pastor came to the prison. Prayed with me. What can a pastor do? Nothing much. He said he prayed with me, and he told me you will be set free. He said, I didn't even know how I could be set free. So when we went to court, I was acquitted and I'm free. One after everybody gave those grown-ups who have been in the church 20 years, 30 years. Each of them has been comforted before. See, comforting does nothing to you substantially. But it has an effect on your soul. I'm telling you. You will see these people forever and ever. They will never leave you. But, uh, you see, when you don't really love somebody, you can't really comfort the person. If I, you don't even feel what the person feels, you just say, look, pull yourself together and just get on, you know. Pull yourself together and just get on with the job. A pastor, when there's trouble, that's the use of the shepherd. When there's trouble, that's where we see you. When there's crisis, that's where we see you. That's the way... When God wants you to be close to somebody, he'll give the person a trouble that will introduce you as a shepherd to that person. Many people have become close to people through troubles. After that trouble for life, we are together. You will never be separated from that person again. The trouble united you. So a shepherd, you must, funeral, you must be there. Outdoor, what do you call it here? Outdooring, what do you call outdooring here? When somebody has a baby, what is it called? Baby, dedication, shower, crisis, trouble, school. You didn't pass, you passed this. That's it. That's where you show like a shepherd. Your rod, you appear with your stethoscope. What are you coming to do this time? I'm here on a comforting one day I was in the church and I had a phone call. And I was told that one of my church members has died suddenly. Whoosh, in a terrible accident. And I knew that his wife was at home. She didn't know. She, her husband had told her that I'm on my way. But now he was, he was dead.
a young person, you don't know what to do. But I've never felt more useless than during that particular period when that pastor, uh, that brother died with the wife. Because I was with the wife all the time. I called the wife, come. I'll tell her, bring her to me. I'll talk to her. I don't know what to talk. I, ah, hey! Sometimes people ask me, what are you telling them? Eesh, I have to think of something to say. You have to think of something to say. I found something to say every day. I went and even got a book of people who had died. This thought happened. Oh, he's here. I was explaining to her. Look, by now he's here. This is what he's doing. This and that. Oh. I took her in my car. I'll drive around the whole city. Talking to her in the night. Explaining to her. Talking. You don't know. The most stressful thing for somebody is for their husband to. I'm not a husband, a spouse. To die. Comforting. That's where you make your members. Are you there? One day, one of my pastors was killed. When you, are, when you have not lived long, all these things. That's why somebody is 89 years old. There's nothing he, has, he hasn't seen before. <laughs> By the time you are old, you have seen everything before. He was killed early in the morning. That's why I don't like to put my phone on until I've had my quarter. That day, before I, could, I was holding my Bible, and my phone was there. I said, No. I just was, so when I look at the phone, I said, Pastor, so was killed this morning. I remember how I stood by my hand like this. Said, I was now confused. I, almost, I couldn't even read my Bible. I have to start talking, 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 always. But one day, you know, one of these widows whose husband had died, she came to see me quietly. She said, I want to say thank you. I said, for what? I said, I'm the most useless person I have. Sometimes I look, I said, what can I do to bring your husband back? What can I do? I'm so just powerless. powerless. I didn't even pray for him to rise from the dead. When Bishop Saki's wife died, I completely forgot to pray. I just started crying. My wife started pulling me. What is he going to do if you behave like this? That's what she was asking. Come. But she said, I want to say thank you. I said, she said, it worked. You, it. Then one day, another pastor was also killed. So I was sitting with the one who was dead. The pastor was dead. Was dead. Another whose own has just died. <laughs> this one is here. Then this one is here. Then the one whose husband had died some time ago was there. So the new one was looking at the old one. So somebody asked the old one, so how did you make it? At that time, my hands were around the newest one. The old one, I finished. She's okay now. I finished the rod. I told you we used to My hand was up. We were sitting on the flower pot. 
She just said one word. She said, the same hands that are around you, those were the very hands that kept me and helped me. Those hands. She said, she pointed to that hand that is around you. That's the hand that kept me. Are you listening? When you take your rod as a pastor, these are your jobs. Thy rod and thy staff. They comfort me. It's not that you have the solution. But you have to be there. One day, one of my pastors died. (laughs) I was standing by the coffin with her. I told her, I'm I'm taking her to see him. I'm taking her to see the body. So, I was talking to her. Then later somebody asked, what were you telling her? I was explaining to her, this is not... I I told her, can you not see? Can you not see? Hey, the face had changed you. Like this. I said, God will take care of you. But I remember one day I saw her coming downstairs to see me. She, had, she was wearing a white dress with a white hat. Big hat like that. It's the type of hat that I like. You know, there are different types of hats. I'm also into hats and designs. You don't know that I'm a designer? <laughs> she had a nice hat. I like her hat. She was married again. I said, I told you, see, I told you that you God will take care of you. One day, one of my other widows, I, I came by the office. She was laughing in the office. I said, you see, I told you, you will laugh again. I told you, you will laugh again. But I, I still couldn't give her husband back. But I can comfort her like that. What do you think? Is it powerful? Yeah. Sometimes you don't know why people are following somebody. When you go inside, you find that it's not the preaching at all. They don't even understand what he's saying. But just that look. The guy who... The guy who... He's close-marking. I tell you, he's there with the people. Oh, comforting. So that's why, Pastor, when you use... When you learn how to use your rod to do your work, it's one of the main works that you have. Are you listening to me? Amen. Where is he? When I gave you the rod. What was your first job? Shout for the people to hear. To rule. Who is your first citizen? Your beautiful wife. Number two. I gave you a rod to do what? To make a way. The larger the way you make the larger the congregation can follow you. Hey! Seriously. Don't be afraid of poor people. It's poor people who become rich people. <laughs> Don't be worried when you are making way for a lot of poor people. Think that you are wasting money. You are wasting... No! No! The poor people are the ones who become rich people one day. Don't think about them. God will pay you back in another way. Make buses for them. Help them. Give them money. Buy clothes for them. Say, I don't like your shirt. I don't like your, your... You know, there are some people, they wear a coat. The coat is... The shoulders is... 
It's a cantilever. Do you know what is cantilever? Cantilever shoulders. The suit is bigger than their shoulders. It's what we call cantilever jacket. <laughs> Make a way for them. Number three, what are you supposed to do with the rod? Take a territory. Take more territories. You sit down and start celebrating one nail. Before you realize it's one one. Before you realize it's what? Two one. So when you see Ghana playing the World Cup, pray that we will not score first or we will score at the last moment. The end somewhere so that it can finish quickly. <laughs> Amen. You see, like as we could have celebrated ourselves long ago. Long ago, we became the church with more branches than any church that I know of, even in Ghana. I mean, in our era, not everywhere, but in, that came from Atta. Long ago, I became an author with more books than any Long ago, I became an author who has written books in Spanish, French, uh, uh, Portuguese, Russian, this, this, this. Long ago, I became be invited all over the world. Long, it's not just recently. Oh, you don't understand what I'm talking about. I could have started celebrating one nail long, but if you follow me, you see that I'm now starting. Even our healing Jesus crusade, we could have celebrated long ago the largest crusade. Every time we go for a place in crusade, they'll tell us, at the beginning, they used to tell us, only Bonke has had a crusade as large as this, and theirs is after Bonke. But in the last crusades that we've had, we have been again to places that Bonke has been. Our crusades were far bigger than Bonke. They said, this one is far bigger. This is the space that Bonke had his crusade. Your crusade is at eight times larger field than Bonke's crusade. Bonke's crusade in Tamale, where he had it in 1997, when he came, he wrote it in his biography. The attendance of a crusade was, the attendance was about 55,000. We were in Tamale, we had attendance of 100,000 in one for one day so ladies and gentlemen i could have been celebrating one nail no 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 as i'm here i'm sending message we are working on we are heading to other places for crusade wow it's all as if we are starting all over again so don't celebrate your territory decide to take a new territory for jesus in your life and ministry what's the next thing i'm going to do with your rod comforting the people are you comforting? Comfort your wife. Wow. Do you feel the comfort? You feel it? You feel it? You feel it? Say, I feel it. Eesh. Okay. Now, bring my rod. The next one is measurements. When you have a rod, you use it to measure. Revelation chapter 11, verse 1. There was given unto me a reed like unto a rod and the angel stood there saying rise and measure the temple of god and the altar and them that worship therein amen, amen. have you seen that verse revelation chapter 11 verse 1 there was given unto me a reed like unto a rod and the angel stood and said rise and measure the temple of god and the altar and them that worship therein amen what does that mean? 
measure, measurement. You have to assess yourself. Amen. Amen. When you assess yourself, you are always able to do better. Why do we look into the mirror? Huh? To see what you are not. When I look into the mirror, I realize that I'm not black. I'm pointy. Point five. I'm only point five. Sometimes you look in the mirror and you see your hair. There's something sticking out here. So you, you do this. Are you afraid? Isn't it? You measure. You say, that's the only way sometimes you can know really where you are. To a pastor, you have to analyze. You have to look at your attendance. You have to assess yourself. If you are a new shepherd, Pastor Obi has made you a shepherd, a pastor, you are preaching, and so on. You must always come and ask him, did I preach well? Is that how to preach? Assess yourself and be assessed. Amen. Amen. Measure and analyze. This church, how big is it? Is it really working? I've been here for seven years. Is it working? I've been here for four years. I have 25 members. Is it really working? Is it my calling? What is wrong? And when you start analyzing, you will realize there is something wrong with you. Amen. Amen. How many know that there is always something wrong with you? Uh, Stand up and see if there is something wrong with with, with you. Everybody, look at yourself. Is there something wrong somewhere? Well, what is wrong? What is wrong with you? Huh? Stand up and, and examine yourself. See whether there is something wrong with you. Some of your stomach is too big. And then what again? Some of you, your nose is too big. Some of you, you are smelling, isn't it? Some of you, you are having bath, isn't it? Some of you, have not done your hair, isn't it? Some of you, you are tired. Some of you are getting bald. Some of you, your hands are not straight. Ooh. Some of you, your bonbon is too big. Or it's too small. Something is big, something is small. Mercy. Measurement. Every church, when you look at it, you always see something wrong with it. I'm telling you. There is no church that is okay. Just like your body. If I look at you right now, where is your hair? Yeah, you see? If I look around now, suddenly I will see something wrong. If I look at you right now, what will I see something wrong? Your nose is small. You see now, she says that her nose is too small. And when I look at you, what is wrong with you? Your hair is too long. When I look at you, what is wrong with you? Your eyes are too big. When I look at you, what is wrong with you? You have not done your hair. You need to retouch it. That's why you covered it with this cap. What is wrong with you? Your stomach is not straight. Everything 
church when you take a measurement rod on any church it's not that this church is good and this church is bad if you just take an assessment right now you see that you are not good at handling visitors you are not treating visitors well our follow-up is not as it should be our worship is not good the worship leader cannot sing the songs well the music musician is like this that this is that the song has been chosen wrong there is always something so when you sit down to assess you will always see something wrong there's something wrong with this camp there's something wrong with me there's something wrong with the preaching there's something wrong you just have to take your measurement you immediately see but most of the time we cannot see some of the most important things you know there are some places you cannot see you need a mirror to see that place that is why if your pastor tells you something try to believe it all it's not easy to get somebody who would tell you look this is wrong with you it's a blessing somebody tells you no this is what is wrong believe it Especially if the person loves you. you cannot, he's only trying to make you get better. And better. Better and better and better. Before Pastor Obi came here, Pastor Richard has been correcting him all the time. Yeah. Measuring him. Say, no, Obi. Obi, no, no, no. Obi this, Obi that. It is because Obi, Pastor Obi measured himself. That's why he came to Kenya. He really wanted to serve God. But I realized that as a lay person, he can only go up to this point. He wanted to go do more because he loved God. When he measured himself, he realized that his measurement was just up to here. So he said that if I'm going to get a measurement all the way to here, then I need to leave London. That is why he left. That's why I started churches in Africa. Because when I measured myself, one day I look at myself and say, ah, it's only Germany, in Switzerland, America, this. But even though it's, the white people don't come to our churches, it's just immigration church that we have. It's just immigration church of runaways from Africa, runaways from Ghana. These are the members, asylum seekers. These are the members that we have. If we want the real souls, let us go. I, when I measured, I said, oh, Daggy, what mills? You are falling short. You are falling short. And I decided that, no, I'm going, I'm going. Do you know why I send people to Nigeria? I just analyzed myself. I said, one quarter of the whole of Africa is in Nigeria. How can I say that I'm serious? I'm serious. I'm doing missionary work or crusade or anything serious. And I'm not in Nigeria seriously. Which business is doing serious business which is not in Nigeria? Tell me which business. Is it Coca-Cola? Is it MTN? Is it what? That you will not take Nigeria seriously whether there are dangers there or not? Then what about the church? When I analyze myself, I say that I, am I serious? One day I was with a white man. I was sitting, I was landing in Lagos. He said he, has, he told me I've never been here before. We were flying from Ghana. As we were landing, he looked out and he said, man, this place is like Baghdad. <laughs> said this place is like Baghdad well we were going to Europe but we had to stop there to refuel he said this is like Baghdad you know but then he said so he said he asked me do you come and so I come he said why would you come here what do you come to do I said oh, preaching this and that then he was quiet for some time I said I guess yeah I also go to dangerous places for my work 
I do, I go, I go. So I, I can understand why you come here. Have you ever seen a white man seeing oil that he didn't come? Whether it's Angola or Nigeria or where he, that he didn't go. A white man who has seen money, he has seen a diamond, or he has seen the gold. When I went to Johannesburg, I went under a mine. I went under. That's when I saw how greedy men are. Very, 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 very deep. Just to look for a stone. <laughs> that is not used for anything. It's not, it has no use. It only can be used for jewelry. And me, I shouldn't go and look for soul in Kaduna. You, when I said uh, you should go to Rwanda, you thought I was joking. <laughs> Tell the truth. I really thought so. You thought I was joking. I look, he said, oh, Bishop, every time he comes smiling. Bishop, oh, look, I say, this guy is not serious. So I tell you, this guy is not a serious person. He takes it, everything as a joke. He's like a nice pastor in London and so on. So one day he came around and said, oh, so Bishop, so please, what should I do? You know what? I said, go to Rwanda. <laughs> eh? Exactly. <laughs> I said, go, go to Rwanda. How do you go? I said, I don't know. Do you know? I don't know anybody there. Just go there. If you are serious, go there. It's because it's Rwanda. I take him seriously. I go by action, not by just coming and smiling and talking. We don't talk here. We act. We are shooting, shoot. Don't talk, shoot. Have you watched The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly? Huh? Hey, you don't watch films in Kenya? It's a this and Macanel film. You have to watch. The good, the bad, and the ugly. You must watch. Oh. Are you there? Amen. Amen. When I measure myself, I say no. If light as we measure ourselves, we must have more than one thousand thousand churches in only in only Nigeria. If you measure yourself. If you don't measure yourself, you praise yourself. So, I go to church in Zimbabwe, go to church in Zambia, go to church in Kenya, go to church in Ethiopia, go to church in... That's not a real measure. Measure yourself properly. Measure yourself properly. Because Liberia is just about one million. Sierra Leone is just about one million people. Nigeria is 120 million people. So when you say I have a church in Liberia, it's like a small town in Nigeria. It's nothing. When you say you are working in Africa and you don't speak French, and you don't have French pastors, and you don't have French books, and you are not in the French country, when half of Africa is speaking French, then just measure yourself and see. As soon as you measure, you immediately see that, hmm, I'm not as good as I thought I was. That's why I'm asking you as shepherds and pastors, take your measure. When you lie down, analyze yourself clearly. Take a mirror, put under. Look at everything clearly and see, hey, is that what is there? Shayabayaba. When I hear that Congo, Congo is 80 million people. When Nigeria is 120, Congo is 80, and Ethiopia is 75 million. Huh? Ethiopia is 80. Congo is 80, Nigeria is 120. Let me tell you something. If I say, I want to praise myself, say, we have started churches all over in Africa, and Congo, Ethiopia, and Nigeria, we are not able to seriously be working there. Please, according to the measurement, we are not doing anything. These are the biggest countries in Africa. 
Ghana is only 20 million. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. How many can understand when you measure yourself? You look so silly. You look so stupid praising yourself. That is why a pastor, you must always be assessing yourself and say, Oh, oh, Ducky Ward Mills. Sometimes when I'm playing golf, I get a chance to insult myself. Play the post. Ducky Ward Mills! I learned it in America. I heard my pastor insulting, one of my friends insulting himself. Sometimes you have to rebuke yourself. Instead of praising yourself, say, I'm a man of God, I'm going to buy a Benz. Amen? Amen. Are you listening to me? We are listening to you. Alright. Number six. The ministry of correction. After measuring, you must correct. But who told you to sit down? Am I the one who told you to sit down? Or you just felt that it's sitting there? Okay, you can sit down. It's okay. Arrogant assumption of privilege. Now, correction. Shall I come unto you with a rod? The next time I give you a rod, Daniel, what are you supposed to do? Correction. 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 Yeah. You don't correct people, they will go out of line. Shall I come unto you with a rod or in love? Or in the, in the spirit of meekness, First Corinthians four twenty-one. Moses was asking, "Should I bring my rod to come and correct you?" Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You must be able to correct people. Amen. Amen. One day, I was having a meeting in my office. Every day I have the meeting, I sit behind my chair, and then the other pastors sit around. And I'm having a meeting. One day I came late for the meeting. And then one of the pastors went to sit in my chair. And started the meeting to help the meeting to go on so that we it's like we are having discussion whilst they sit down whilst the while they are waiting. So as soon as I entered, I saw him sitting in my chair conducting the meeting. And as soon as I, said, I felt there was something wrong with it. I didn't know exactly what was wrong with it, but I said, there's something wrong with that. So I said, get up. Get up. Never sit in my chair. If I'm not there, don't sit in my chair. David had a donkey. And when he wanted to show that Solomon was the king, he made, he said, let Solomon sit on my donkey and drive in the town. It's a symbol of his authority. Don't sit on it. I said, get up and go. Don't sit there. Even if I'm not there, don't sit there. If you can't correct people, they will take you for a ride before you realize you are wondering who is in charge. Yeah. What do you think? Huh? Yeah. Sometimes you have to say, if people don't ask who are you, say I am. <laughs> 
So you, you must bring people into line. There are people who love to go out of line. Say, back. It's not your place to do that. Amen. It's out of order. Don't do that. Uh, especially when it comes to certain things. People love to go out of order. Amen? Amen. I can give you a lot of examples, but for the sake of fine protocol, I will desist from sharing more of such things. But you need to be able to rebuke. One of our church members, he stole our offering. I gave him an option. I said, leave the church and I will not say anything. And don't join any other church, Lighthouse Church. Because he was a, he's a chronic thief. I said, if you don't, if you come, I'll make a poster of you. And I will share your poster everywhere in our churches that you are a thief. But I don't want to do that. So, just go quietly. What do you think? Is it, is it not, a, is it not a, a, a kindness? Huh? Yeah, go. Just don't be in the church again. Don't join in because everybody knows you as an usher and as somebody who is helping. So, just go. I will, I will, not, I will not announce. I will not show you. Uh, people know you. You come to the church. People give you our, their cars. You pack, repack. You steal things all the time. Only that we, we didn't know. So go. Or I will publish your name. But I don't want to disgrace you. Amen. Amen. What do you think? Sometimes you are preaching. People are walking around talking. Sometimes you see me say, sit down, sit down, sit down. If you, don't, if you are not strong, there will be a market. South America, they have a market whilst you are preaching. Walking up and down, up and down. South America is noted for that thing. Oh, it's terrible. But when their president is there, they don't do that. Amen. And church members are like wives. They want to see how far you go. How much they can go out of latitude. They are like horses if you learn how to ride. The horse knows the kind of rider that is sitting on him. As soon as you sit on a horse and you hold it, he knows from the reins how you hold the reins and how you sit. And how you even, the confidence which you have to tap the horse and the way you hold them, and he knows you are experienced. And when you are not experienced, he knows you are a starter. I once rode a horse called Black Beauty. And at that time, I was a beginner. And Black Beauty, we were all going out on a ride. Black Beauty was feeling lazy, and he didn't want to go out. When we got to the gate of the ride, he stopped. And I was on the horse. He stopped. And everybody was continuing. And I, I kicked him, go. He stood there. I kicked him, go. Then the sergeant who was in charge of the ride, he came back. We were about 20 horses. He came back. He said, come on, kick the horse. Make the horse come. Kick it. That's what I was kicking. But he, Black Beauty stood there. Kick it, come on. Whip it. 
I kick. Like a church member, they know. Like a wife, they know. You are a beginner. <laughs> you are new. I did everything. He wouldn't go. And then the sergeant said, Wow, well, they are going because they cannot hold up everybody. And I was sitting there. Then the horse itself turned around <laughs> and walked me back to its table. If you, if you allow, your congregation will lead you. They will make you open a university because they will say, you also have a university like all of us. All the others are having universities. We must, also have a, we must also have a school. We must do this. We must celebrate this. We must have, they will, they will lead you. They will lead you. They will make you do everything you wouldn't really have done. So after that, I went and I got a special whip called Ale. I went to a certain jockey. And he made a special whip for me. He said that this is how. And you have to be prepared. When you whip the horse, it will jump. Then it will go up and down and kick. To try to dislodge you. And to see how stable you are on the horse. Yeah. So, you do like that. Then you jump. It's not good. Then whip. And he realized that you are not budging. And you see that he will realize that an experienced man, he cannot lead me. I am leading you. You are not leading me. Correct the horse this way. When they are going right, when you are riding a horse, some horses go naturally left. You are running a race. One day I went on a race. Ready, steady, go. From here, about 10 horses. We are riding to that hill. Ready? Then my horse was going like this. Left. Left. Left, 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 left. And I would have won the race, but I was going left, 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 left. I was far on this side. So you must know how to correct your church and lead them straight. And if he's going left, what you have to do is you have to bring the whip to this side so that it will see the whip on this side and the head will be coming this way. It will come in this way and then you go. Have you heard the word navigation? Navigation is, an, is a word that came from sailors. It means the ability to stay on course and the ability to come back on course when you have gone off course. You have to learn it if you are going to be on the sea. There's no land, nothing. For days and days, your goats will be getting finished, your cows, your pigs, your water, your oranges, everything is getting. You have to know how to go straight to your destination. Are you there? But there are some unruly horses you can never ride. There was a horse called Lucifer. That is the only horse, when you whip it, it is so intelligent that it will jump up, not really jump a gentle up, but high, come down, kick up, go up. That one is no problem. It's a problem, but it's not really a problem. But it knows. Ah, you want, so you want to stay. You want to stay on my back. Then it will lie down and roll. <laughs> and that horse was called Lucifer. 
So it is the Luciferic members that we cannot control. And I've seen it before. That horse, Lucifer. I saw it jumping. It laid down on the floor and I saw it roll. But there was a man who could ride it. When it rose, he would stand by the horse like that. And it rose over. When it comes back to his feet, then he comes right back on it. And, go. and the horse knew that he had seen it, his master. But nobody, only two people could ride that horse. Oh. Sometimes you see a Lucifer member. You realize that this Lucifer must go out of the church. Amen. Are you there? Okay. We are finishing. Some members, you must cast them out. Proverbs 22 verse 10. Cast out the scorner and contention shall go out. Strife and reproach shall cease. Number seven. Feeding. Preaching. Amen. A rod is used to feed. Micah chapter 7 verse 14. Everybody turn to Micah 7 14. Somebody should stand up and read it. Possession, which dwells by itself in the world land. Say again. Shepherd your people with your scepter, mm. the flock of your possession, which dwells by itself in the in the woodland, in the midst of the fruitful field. Let them feed in Bashan and Gerard, as in the days of old. Read it from the King James, my friend. Yes. Feed thy people with thy rod, the flock of thy heritage, which dwell solitarily in the wood. In the midst of Carmel, let them feed in Bashan and Gilead, as in the days of old. Amen. Wow. Hallelujah. Feed thy people with thy rod. Alright, so the next duty and the last one is feeding your sheep. With the rod. Somehow you have to show them where the food is with the rod, isn't it? It's like a fork and knife. You show, no, this is it. Take this. It's going. It's good. It will work. Amen. So, what are the seven things you are going to do with your. How do you feed your people? How do you feed the people with the rod? By preaching and teaching. Amen. Amen. How many are ready to preach? And to teach. Okay. 29 keys to good preaching. And I'm going to give you a short break before we go on to that. How many minutes do you want? I'm just trying to make a way making ministry for you. Pastor Obi. So we take a 10 minute break. So in 7 minutes you start to walk back. All right. <laughs>